welcome to the Hopeful Birth Podcast. I'm Jessie Shelto, your host for the next little bit. Birth has shaped how I engage with my Heavenly Father, and I hope that it does the same for you. So whether you're preparing for a birth and wanting to learn more about your options from moms who have been there and done that, or are processing through a previous birth, I pray that the Father makes his heart for you and your baby evident as you listen. If you haven't yet listened to episode four with Sarah Mutter, let's take a pause and run back to that episode and check it out, paying close attention to her fourth birth so that you have a little bit of context from this excerpt from that interview. Now with Cedar's birth, Sarah and her husband, Brian, anticipated a NICU stay because she experienced premature rupture of membranes at 28 weeks and was hospitalized until his birth at just shy of 34 weeks. I imagine that some of you listening have experienced a NICU stay, whether expected or unexpected, and maybe some of you are curious about what Sarah's experience was like. I asked her to speak to moms who have been through a NICU stay with their babies and moms who may be curious about the experience or just perhaps desire to think through that scenario. I found her advice here really simple and helpful. Now, even though I'm quite the birth geek, please remember my guest and I are not medical professionals, so continue seeing your provider and seeking their counsel for your care. Now, let's take a listen to what Sarah has to say. I think, I mean, I think on one hand, flexibility is a huge thing, right? With pregnancy, with birth, Mm -hmm. with parenthood. Yeah. It matters, you know, like how many, how many of us have gone into our first birth with our written birth plan Mm -hmm. and then it went up in flames, you know, like even though I had a vaginal birth of my first, it did not go as planned at all. So Obviously, flexibility is a huge piece, but something that I found helpful, and again, my my nurses who I was close with in the hospital walked me through this concept. I had a couple NICU nurses who had one who made me cry. Um, she, I'm, I know she didn't mean it, but we it was not a good fit. Uh, I had a nurse and a neonatologist that you know, post-birth, you are fragile. I was, you know, crazy, get my baby out of here, mom. And there's a lot of emotions going on, right? So again, not that these people are bad people, but for me knowing that I could talk to a head nurse and have it put on my chart that this nurse and this person, I'd prefer they not be part of my care or part of my child's care because they might be amazing people but their presence is not peaceful to me or helpful or feel doesn't feel helpful. And as someone who doesn't love conflict, that was really hard because I thought, Oh my gosh, if they look at the chart and know that I like didn't want them in my room. But at the end of the day, like my comfort and me feeling like I was being heard and that I was a part of my child's care opposed to just an observer matters um, and I don't think it's personal for them. You know, I mean, they're just doing their job. Like they just get assigned to a baby on a shift. Like it doesn't matter, you know? So I would say, honestly, if you feel like there are personality conflicts or you feel like you're not being heard or listened to talk to a head nurse and just have a conversation and it doesn't have to be personal. Like everyone just wants the baby to go home healthy and they want you to be okay. They don't want mom or dad losing it, you know, in the middle of NICU level too. The other thing I would say is just take all the help you can get. Take all the help you can get. For some people, it's hard to say yes to help. And I get that, but like, um, you just got to take it. Mm -hmm. And then I think 
the process, if you find yourself in NICU or if you unexpectedly find yourself in NICU, I think just taking time to, to feel whatever you're feeling about it. Like I was embarrassed that I had such a hard time emotionally <clears throat> with that process and that experience, but I did. And if you don't process it now, you'll get a lot of chances in the future. And I was given a lot of chances and finally I've been able to sit with the Lord and pray through that. And just, you know, more than the fact that I had to leave my brand new baby alone without me, with someone I didn't know who wanted the best for him, but like, I don't know you. I only spent one night at our house in his NICU time. Um, I was in the hospital with him and then I was in the Ronald McDonald house otherwise, which is such a gift. Yeah. But that one night I was home an hour and 15 minutes away from him. I just felt it in my body, like that alarm of my baby is not here. Mm. And it was alarming. And it was just this trauma pouring out of every part of me. And just, it was not good, you know, and because we're not creative for that. So I don't know. That's what I would say. I mean, I, I am, acknowledge and embrace the fact that like, it's not supposed to be this way. It is this way. It's sad. It's hard. It's not what anyone wants and it's not normal or natural. It's wonderful that we have Nikki, right? Like <laughs> praise the Lord that we live in a place where we have that accessibility, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's just terribly, um, all encompassingly challenging. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there is one more thing I do want to say about NICU though. It's so hard, but like, I don't, I don't have anything to back this up with, um, other than just, I always had this feeling of when I was in NICU, like, oh, there's so many angels in here. I don't know. I would always feel that way. Like mm -hmm. the presence of the Lord is here. There's so much spiritual care happening that we cannot see. Yeah. Like, and, and it's just the heart of the Lord, right? To be with the most vulnerable, to just encompass them, to cover them. Um, I always felt that way. Like I felt like I would turn around and bump into like a spiritual being from heaven or something. Like it felt that way to me. So there was that comfort mm -hmm. of, as hard as it was that like Jesus never left my baby. Yeah. He was always with him. He was always, you know, giving his angels charge over him and every child in that place. Um, so it's that weird mix of sacred and like the end, just lost, you know, and challenge and all of that. So mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's a beautiful way to wrap up. <laughs> Hey friends, thanks for joining me today for a little addition to our Sarah Mutter episode number four. To stay up to date on the podcast, you can like me on Facebook, Hopeful Birth, and follow me on Instagram at Hopeful Birth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. Don't forget to check out my website at hopefulbirth.com where, if you're interested, you can make a request to share your birth story on a future episode. Thanks for listening.